Bakery were given to invited guests, along with a 60th anniversary Atlantic Records commemorative CD distributed by Starbucks, featuring 17 songs Ahmet had selected before his death. Many of those who attended the screening decided the wisest course of action was to wait there until the tribute began. Patiently, they then stood in line before a brace of secretaries who checked their names off lists before allowing them to board elevators to the fifth-floor theater. Leaving no doubt the stars had come out tonight for Ahmet, and it was only in New York that such an event could have taken place, Tom Wolfe strolled through the lobby as Helen Mirren stepped from the elevator to join the crowd waiting to enter the theater. Standing in a long line of well-coiffed women in elegant dresses, carrying little handbags suspended from gold chains, and silver-haired captains of industry in expensive suits and dark blue blazers, the punk singer and poet Patti Smith looked incongruous, yet somehow also at home. Wearing black, Mika Ertigan sat in the front row of the theater with Ahmet's family and many of the artists who were scheduled to perform. As people filled the seats, there was a good deal of air-kissing, embracing, and handshaking across the rows. A large photograph of Ahmet stood on a bare stage, framed by small trees. Befitting the course of his career, the program began with jazz— Followed by horn players and two drummers, Wynton Marsalis, the artistic director of jazz at Lincoln Center, and a member of the selection committee of the Jazz Hall of Fame that Ahmet had founded in his brother Nesui's name in 2004, walked through a side door playing trumpet like the second coming of Louis Armstrong on Oh Didn't He Ramble, a number often performed by New Orleans brass bands on their way back from a funeral. Larger than life and sitting on a gilded throne in a three-piece suit, the great soul singer Solomon Burke spoke of the little Turkish prince, our beloved brother Ahmet. Eric Clapton, whom Ahmet had first heard play forty years earlier at the Scotch of St. James in London, then took the stage. Wearing glasses with his hair closely cropped, Clapton said, I loved Ahmet. He was like a father to me. In the old days, we'd have a drink and do some other things, and any time that happened, he would start singing songs to me. We're going to do two of the songs he always sang, Send Me Someone to Love, and the other by Styx McGee called Drinkin' Wine, Spodiote. Backed by Dr. John on piano, a drummer and a bass player, Clapton performed masterful versions of both songs. He then gave way to New York City's billionaire mayor, Michael Bloomberg, who concluded his remarks by declaring, and let us say, Ahmet. The mayor was followed by Henry Kissinger, Bette Midler, Benny King, Kid Rock, and Sam Moore of Sam and Dave. After describing Ahmet as a ducker and diver who gave up his student visa to remain in America so he could make his life in music, Taylor Hackford introduced a videotaped statement by an ailing Jerry Wexler in Florida. Looking old and gaunt in a soft brown sailor's cap, glasses, and a green shirt without a collar, Wexler talked about Ahmet's sense of irony and tomfoolery, and how he could be speaking in French to the French ambassador, only to hang up the phone to greet a black musician by saying, Hey, Holmes, what you know good? Saying he did not know if he had ever specifically thanked Ahmet for giving him a life— by making him a partner at Atlantic when he had no qualifications whatsoever and no experience. Wexler stared directly into the camera, and with the New York street accent he had never lost, said, Ahmet, thank you for opening the door for me. Thank you.
On a completely black stage, Phil Collins sat down at the piano to perform a stunning version of In the Air Tonight, the song Ahmet had helped make a hit. After David Geffen told his classic and oft-repeated Bumping into Geniuses story about Ahmet, Stevie Nicks sang Stand Back and her version of Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll. Jan Wenner read a letter from Keith Richards in which the Stones guitarist said he had looked up to Ahmet as he did to Muddy Waters. Then Wenner talked about Ahmet's formative role in the creation of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He also recalled that when he asked Mika why Ahmet had looked so well while he was lying in a coma in the hospital, she told him, well, he hasn't been drinking. Bette Midler then returned to do her version of Bobby Darren's Beyond the Sea. More than two hours into the proceedings, Mick Jagger stepped to the podium. In a suit, a white shirt, and no tie, with his long hair trailing over his ears, a relaxed Jagger delivered what most people agreed was the best speech of the evening.